community. We get the open double doors, son. Double voice, son. And dude, I almost got screwed over today because of that. And So I think that we we got a little Commander Cast connection there. It's tenuous. Tenuous at best. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a special uh, limited edition of Commander Cast for your New Year's listening pleasures. This week, we are all on vacation, and we're currently just going to talk about some random stuff here. And today is going to be me, William, and John. This was recorded about two weeks ago, give or take, something like that. And basically what happened is, is after the show, the three of us sat around and we decided to talk about Boros Commanders. So stay tuned, listen, and enjoy. And I'll be back in a few moments to give you our contact information. All right, so what commander, since i got the commander people here, what commander can I also make a budgety list that I can play when I get pooped of Omnath, or I need a break from Omnath, mm. and flinging things. Actually, I think I managed to build my Noyan Dar deck quite cheaply. Yeah, because with Noyan Dar, it's mostly just, no, it's him, and then lands, and then instants and sorceries mostly. So if you get a, de- a decent amount of blue-white bounce spells, or whatever the case may be, I'm pretty sure you could just be like, oh, I'm going to get rid of your guy, and boom, three, three lands. A lot, so of the, out. a lot of the stuff that you play in Noyan Dar ends up being, like, tempo play stuff. Like, you could just go all cantrips and counterspells, but that's, right. not, but that's not really a, as effective as you would want it to be. It's not like Talran, where you're just getting free resources. You actually have to use your lands and then build on those. Well, yeah, well, let's look at, like, the signature cards here on EDH track. Like, Darksteel Citadel, sure. I mean, indestructible guy is good. Planar Outburst, first, yeah, reasonable. Terra Eternal, um, Cantra Cantra, Tolerance, Devastation Tide, that's like a sweet Wrath-like effect, like one-sided Wrath. Um, Sacred Ground, totally makes sense. Kind of. Now, like, the Devastation Tide, I actually don't like running. Oh, really? Because I run enchantment support, like Jason's Sanctum. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, well, actually, or like Terra Eternal. Actually, there's a really... Uh, I don't run Terra Eternal because oh, okay. it, it doesn't have enough utility for me. There's actually a let's see, I need to find this real. Planar cleansing, um, well, same thing, yeah. Scatter to the wind seems kind of cool. Palomar Tidecaller. Eyes of the Watcher. That card is so ace. Let's see. So for two uh, into blue, it's a blue enchantment from Fifth Dawn, uncommon. Whenever you cast an in-source sorcery spell, you may pay one. If you do, scry two. Oh, that card. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely seen that card. I just didn't associate the name. Yeah, I think I see what you're talking about, because, like, when you see played cards, you see, like, cantrips, counterspells, like, other random things in there, too. Yeah, like... Oh, man, Darksteel Garrison. <laughs> oh, yeah! That card is actually just ace. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> like, like, Awakened Spells, like, that makes total sense. The Darksteel Garrison is so clutch. Okay, okay. I potentially could get behind this. Let's see. I've actually just one shot someone. I actually did. Some commanders for this year that actually fall into this. I actually have just one shot at someone on infect damage from an ink moth nexus. Ouch! It just go end of turn, play the spell, play another spell, play on your turn, play another spell, animate the ink moth, swing. Oh, hey, you're dead. You could probably build a nice. You could probably do a ten, uh, the ten ticket challenge with Daxos. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Daxos could have turned. Daxos was good. Some decent enchantments. And enchantments outside of, like, the big major ones are pretty cheap. Oh, yeah, I mean. play with, like, removal spells, like, just, like, pacifists and, like, effects and still get, like, a nice usage out of it. And you can exile a bunch of stuff, like... Oh, my God, the Paris response is actually in the played list. That's amazing. You got, like, Banishing Light, Karmic Justice. Yeah, those cards are all super reasonable. Uh, let's see who else here. Oh God! Extinguish all hope. I forgot that was a card. It definitely is. Coinsmith. Oh man. Coinsmith actually came in the deck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see the symbol on him. Underworld connection. Holy cow! Yeah. This this potentially could be could be really really fun. Um, it's just really fun. Like a far tokens, I thought about and I started putting cards together. And I was like, eh, I think I lost interest quickly. But like, I still love the idea. Like, I just love, like, I love, there's so many different interactions, but there wasn't, like, a critical mass where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, like, super happy playing this kind of list. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's kind of what I mean by he's he fills a really good niche. Right. Or, like, I would like the Afara as, like, the Blink deck, but the Blink deck is pretty expensive. Hmm. Actually, I think if you hit Tom up, he might have a 10-ticket challenge for Afara, because he loves that girl. Oh, I know. And why are all the Boros Commanders uh... crap? That's, oh, yeah, I think I hit the wrong tone. Nope, nope, you hit the right tone. Most of the Boris <laughs> Commanders are crappy. Ah. Maybe, like, Jorkadine, but, like, some of those cards, like, some of the artifact creatures are pretty pricey. Well, I mean, I guess I can go without, like... Well, let's see, we got... Thir- Ravager. Okay, so we've got 13 oh. Boris Commanders. There's Argus, Argus Cross, who's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We have Annex of who I think is actually is passable. They're workable. I mean, they're a niche deck, but in the same token, it's a Boros deck. You can build around them. And even if you don't use their whole, what is it, like their, like, heroic, heroic ability? Yeah. Still yeah a- if you don't go with the heroic trick, it's still, like, it's still, what, like, three mana for, like, a kick-your-ass creature? A 3-2 First Strike Vigilance. Like, you just go Voltron. Right. right. You know, and even if you just put her in, put them in the deck, 3-2 First Strike and Vigilance is decent. It's really good. It's 3-2. It's got First Strike. It's got Vigilance. If you put anything on it, people are afraid of combat damage because if they do attack you and you do happen to have a combat spell that pumps them, that 3-2 can easily just annihilate a board by itself or at least take out a good creature. So that's and, also, good. and also just got trampled. Right. All right. So right. There, then there's Anya. Anya, who is a good commander, but even though I personally don't think she should have been Boros, I think she should have been white, uh, red, black. There's Aurelia. Who? Uh, Relia is, uh, really good. She's yep. the one who has the double attacks, correct? Yep, that's the one with the, uh, oh. Like, she attacks and she gives you a second combat phase? Yeah, but the, what was that card specifically called? Relentless Assault? Uh, Aggravated Assault. Aggravated Assault, yeah. The one where you get multiple combats? Aggravated Assault with yeah. multiple? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, but the thing is, like, with her, she attacks. If it's the first time she's attacked this turn, you get a second combat phase, she untaps. Yep. So your goal for it is, is to attack with her. Get the second combat phase, and before she gets a chance to declare the attacks, you like find a way to blink her in and out, and then attack with her again, and then you get a third combat phase because that's now technically oh, right. the first time she's played. Hey, right, fine right. with that. I navigate every two mana becomes a aggravated assault. Okay, so that's like already four for four, but then you get Bassandra. Yeah, Bassandra kind of sucks. I mean, Bassandra, like on paper, Bassandra looks like she should be fine. But then Bassandra kind of goes against what a Boros deck would want because she takes away combat spells. Now, if she took away abilities, too, then we got... Or if she, the thing is, if she had it where it's like, you know, like, she did it to your opponents, 
where your opponents couldn't do things when you declared attacks, but you could still do combats, perfectly acceptable. But she just like, no, all these triggers just disappear. Yeah. But then we go but back then to... then she wants you to fight, so, you know, she's kind of just, ugh, not really in the Boros feel. Close, but no cigar. Then we go back to Breon Stoutarm. He's pretty good. He's really good. He can chuck things and hit people and gain life. Awesome. And one of the few Boros commanders you can play that's not completely 100% aggressive. Yeah, you could do, like, some insurrection type of facts and just, like, fling things at people. Or tribal giants. Yep. That's true. All right, so we're five for six. Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. That bitch. Well, that one's a bomb. Six for seven. Aroas, got a lift. Obviously pretty good. I personally have, he's pretty much taken the top spot of my Boros deck so far since he's come out and hasn't left because he pretty much has the Domary Gate attached to him and he's indestructible. And it's Boros is, uh, my deck with him is mostly just tokens, so he never really ever becomes a god, uh, like a creature. Right. It just kind of sit. It's just an enchantment. It's indestructible. That sits there and lets my guys attack. They don't die in combat, and they have to be blocked by at least two creatures. You have to block these one ones with one at least two guys, and they aren't gonna die. This is true. So. All right then. And if a, and if he ever does happen to turn to a creature, he just becomes like a big old seven four that just hits people in the face. I think it is. Yep. So he's good. Then we got Jorkadine. Jorkadine works. Looks like Fabio. Uh. If you, and the thing is, his metalcraft thing, a lot of people have tendency to do the Botron thing with him. But even like I said with the precon, if he was in there, there's enough artifact and mana rocks in there that he could have still worked. Right. <sighs> oh yeah, and like, in limited, that card was just stupid. Flat out right. stupid. Yep. Metalcraft all the time. Right, it's like play a couple Mir, and then him, and then like, you're dead. Like, just dead. And you're dead. Right, yeah, like, there's no in-between. Just, you went from, you're all right, to dead. And Jerkadine was somewhere in there. Then we've got Kalimni, who, just by herself, is a 3-3 double strike and vigilance for four. Yep, which is perfectly fine. Four mana for a uh, double striking. Basically, it's four mana for a 6-3. A vigilant 6-3, pretty much. Yep, and if she sometimes she'll just randomly get bigger. Yeah. And every so often, she just gets fatter. She loves to eat. My big fat baby loves to eat big old Buddha belly that swings past her feet. Lunda could potentially get better at some point if they keep printing no. allies, but like how many blocks are we going to print allies? But see. Right. But see, that's, therein lies Munda's problem now. See, Munda could, in theory, be okay, but we've already had, what, like one block of allies from the previous Endicar. We've got this particular block of allies. The next one probably has allies in it. And then we have to either, A, wait until we get back to Zendikar, which could easily be in another 10 years. I know. Or, B, wait till we get to another set where they have allies, which could be anywhere between 10 to 5 years, depending on if they decide to print it in another set somewhere else. It, he, he's like, a, it, allies are like ninjas. It's one of those, yeah, we could get more, but you have to go to a place where this type actually occurs. And while granted, ally is a lot more common than say, ninjas, we don't really go to too many sets where it's like, oh, yeah, Allah's just going to be a regular creature type. Until they do that, no, he's not really going to have that many targets. And even when he does get to that point, he's still not giving them to your hand. He's just going to be, like, top. With that said, though, remember, Cassie still likes him just for the fact that he's a 3-4 with haste. Right, but the thing is, he's the thing is, he's 4 mana. He's a 3-4. He has haste. But for the 4 mana, 
we've already discussed like what three other commanders in Boros that have that uh, that that are better between Kalimni, which is a six three four four, doesn't have haste but has double strike. We had uh the 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 porn couple from two years ago from Theros. <laughs> they're now refer- referred to as the porn couple. Yeah, uh, Anakin and Sami, like they're good for the for the mana cost, and they're less. I mean, they might not have haste, but they'll still be attacking the same turn this asshole shows up. Sure, they were here last turn, but by the time you get the fourth mana to play him, they were ready to go to this turn. They were ready to attack this turn anyway. So, all right. So after Munda, we have Razia, Boros Archangel, which granted was from a with Ravnica, original Ravnica, yep. And she's like seven mana, six she, mana, something like she's that. Four red, red, white, white for a six-three yes, flying vigilance haste that says tap. The next three damage that will be dealt to target creature you control this turn is dealt to another target creature instead. And while well, granted her abilities could potentially be of use, the fact that she's cost like eight mana is what kills her in a Boros deck because we don't really tend to have games last that long. I mean, Gisela is there, but she even she's kind of pushing it as far as mana is concerned. But when she shows up, she doesn't have to attack. The game can end right now. Mm, I loved Razia so much when I started playing. But she does have that sweet fire sword, though. She does. Actually, kind of reminds me. Too bad she's about to, like, literally cut off and burn one of her own damn wings because she doesn't realize what the hell a fire sword would do to you. But, hey, you know, she's Boros. It happens. All right, and then there's... The last one is Tajik, Blade of the Legion. Who is also uh, indestructible, nice-sized body. Only problem with him is he just kind of needs a group of people to be around him to make him feel better about himself. But even still, you know, he's also a good commander to just suit up. Yep, so like, out of 13 commanders, three of them were only truly unplayable. Right, and the only issue with... The thing is, the main issue for Boros, it's not the fact that the commanders are the problem. It's the fact that it's red and white. See, red right. basically always has, it's like they don't get to draw spells. We have to go into artifacts to try to get our mana ramp. We can't really get everything that we need. We have to rely on rituals. And typically all of our creatures are very, very small or very fragile. Or very big. Yeah, we get like, because with Boros, what what really happens with Boros is we have a lot of really fragile creatures. They either like lightning ball effects or they're really big creatures, but they're going to blow up at the end of the turn. Or we get an army of dudes, but they're all like one ones or two twos. And, you know, the slightest breeze is going to just kill us. Yeah. And then we, it's underwhelming. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we've got, we've got like the biggest army on the board, but, you know, that's like having the biggest dick in a little dick competition. I mean, granted, you know, you might be the winner, but you're still a loser in the end. Right. Well, all super fair points. They definitely seem to be a little more playable than they look. Man, you're right. Like, it's just that color combination is just a killer. Right. And, uh, the, the, the commanders themselves are fine. And as long as you're willing to accept that that's basically the kind of deck you'll be playing, with, like I do, and, you know, I play yeah. aggressively, I have no problem worrying about it. I'm not, I don't think about getting anything back from the graveyard because everything I'm playing is mostly token generators. So it's like, if I can get this creature down and get these amount of guys in and do some damage with him, if he dies, he dies. I don't care now because I've gotten the value out of him that I was expecting. I'm Whereas really other decks. Draw go with you. Yeah. If he dies. <laughs> he dies. He dies. <laughs> He did. Yeah, that, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's kind of how you have, that's kind of right. how you have to be with Boros. You got to just be like, you know what? This is the stakes. This is what's going to happen. 
I'm going to play you. You're going to die, and I'm not going to get you back. I don't have resources to be able to do so, outside of, like, Sun Titan or a few of our resurrection things that we talked about for that resurrection white deck. Right. I mean, we have the options, but they're very rare and far between. So chances are, if you go to the graveyard, you aren't coming back until next game. So I have to make the choice. Are you worth the resources to bring you back? And a lot of times, the answer is no. It's best that you show up, do your job, and then take one for the team, and then the rest of, and hope that the remaining backup team can finish off what you've started. Right. Boros is basically the deck type where we're presenting as many questions, waiting for people to have answers. Like, blue is the answer thing. It's like, oh, you want to do that? Uh, no. Oh, you want to do this? Uh, no. Okay, yeah, you can do that. Black, nah, I'm going to kill this. No, I'm going to get rid of that. Boros is like, here's my threat. Are you going to deal with it? And that's kind of how you have to play with Boros. And if the answer is yes, okay, fine. Here's my next threat. Are you going to deal with it? And then eventually the answer is going to be, I can't deal with that. And I was like, good, this is going to kill you because this is what's stuck. Yep, it feels so good when you get Gideon Champion Justice with Aurelia and Tajik, and they just go from 38 to 0, dead, just super dead. D-E-D, dead. Yeah, and that's what makes Boros probably, like, one of the decks that's hardest to play in Commander, because there's three people who have answers at a time. Right. So you kind of, like, have to pick and choose what you're doing. But in the same token, if you already know that you're going to be the guy who's just going to be attacking or playing this or putting down the threats, then it becomes a little bit easier because, you know, hey, I kind of expected to die in this situation. I'm going in. There's three people who all have the option to shoot me, and I'm coming in with a shirt that has a bullseye on it. My only question is, how accurate are their shots? If they can't shoot, I'm good. I'm taking everybody in this room out. If they actually have the ability to, one of them can actually aim and hit me, then okay, fine, I died. But at least I had the chance to try to take two or three other people out before I got taken down. It's it's the high-risk, high-reward deck. And now we have a segment for our New Year's episode. Yep. Yep. See that? See how, see see what I'm talking about, John? You see how William is just all manipulative and just finds ways to make us do things against our will? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... No, see, I, I expect no, no, no the manipulation part comes into doing it on your own. Oh, yeah, to convince us that this is perfectly okay. Nothing to see here. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. All these, right. these Midwestern shenanigans, they, they need to cease. <laughs> I, okay, then. Where did that come from? I don't know. John? Hey, sometimes you get a random text from your wife that's quite amusing, and you want to share with the world. Hey, it's the host of Monday Night Magic and the Mana Pool. Getting an endorsement. So silky smooth. (laughs) It's nice that he's venturing out into other opportunities to generate revenue. (laughs) Hey, man, you know, gotta get that money. I mean, I hustle. Me personally, I never thought they'd hire a ginger, but there we go. Oh man, anti bear and anti ginger. I think it's because I, I, I don't, actually at this point I don't think it's because you're a bear. I think it's because of the quantity of hair that's available. That that's what William doesn't like. He doesn't like hairy people. <laughs> now that's a commonality. That is some common ground. I can totally get behind this. <laughs> All right, just gotta finish typing something to Ashley real quick. And okay, so how do we play test and know when to make changes? 
Yeah. Oh, for the next, a lot of that with Omnath. For the next couple of minutes, I would like you guys to ponder how you will contribute to this conversation. Yeah. How do I play test and make changes? <sighs> I think I've gone into that well, like, plenty of times. I play test against Horde decks. And if my deck can't beat a Horde deck, it won't beat my group. So I don't play it until I can beat a Horde deck. <laughs> it's a very basic strategy. I just kind of take notes as I go. Like, this card, awesome. This card, terrible. That's kind of like my in a, like elevator speech summary. Yep. Cause, like, what was it? Because I don't think I ever did post up those lists, did I? I never got around to typing them up. The um, like, what the various horde decks? Remember those horde decks from um? Oh yeah, from Theros blocks. The, yeah. the Hydra. Or even the zombie the, one. God. Yeah. The thing is, I have a zombie one that I had built prior, just because I wanted a zombie horde deck because I thought zombies horde decks were pretty funny, and uh. I bought two of them, and I merged the few other cards into a 100-card deck. sounded... More heads. That sounded awesome. <laughs> I bought two of the Minotaur decks, and I merged them together. And I bought two of the Xenogod decks and merged them together into 100-card horde oh, decks. Oh, and, uh, Calvin, we weren't talking about you merging decks together. That sounded awesome. You kind of roboted for a moment. But in an awesome oh, way. It happens. Yeah. I was, I was actually just waiting, just waiting until you get the, the audio for that. Yeah, I'll see it. But, yeah, so, like, after I've merged the Horde decks together, I uh, tweaked them a little bit to kind of make them more effective and more efficient. And if I, when I pull my decks out, even, like, with the red-white deck from previous, I played that against the Horde decks a lot just to kind of get a chance to see. Because I've come to realize, like, you can't really just goldfish a commander deck. Right. I mean, unless you can. Purposely com- unless it's, like, a purposely a combo deck. Right. I mean, you can goldfish, quote-unquote, a, a commander deck, but you have to pretend like, oh, yeah, well, this player is going to do this, and that player might be here, and what if I'm playing against a control player? Just kind of too many factors. Ain't nobody but with a horde, Yeah, but with a horde deck, you don't really need a second or third player. The horde deck just kind of plays itself. You just play the cards off the top and do what the cards say, and then move on to your turn. And, you know, the horde decks have kill this creature, destroy these things, these creatures do this, these creatures do that, burnate the world, and wrath effects, and all that other good hoardy things. Burning so. in the countryside. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, he's, right he's, he's burn. All right. Yep. You ready to go? I've been uh, ready yeah. to go. In fact, I think I started. You started nothing. I started everything. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I, I haven't watched too closely in like the past couple of years, but I, I did hear that like, Raw actually didn't suck for once because they actually redeemed themselves and did something cool on Raw. Uh, on Raw, basically what had occurred was the guy that they've been trying to get everybody to like for about a year now. Oh, Reigns, yeah. Got a, yeah, Reigns finally got a chance to do something and has proven that in order for you to become anywhere legit of a star, as far as WWE is concerned, is you have to beat up Triple H and you have to beat up Vince McMahon. If you don't do that, you will never reach the top. The yeah, fans never won't get, over get behind it. you, and no one will give a damn about it. You could fight anybody you want in the company, and unless you beat the, um, beat John Cena, Triple H, or Vince McMahon, you aren't going anywhere. Right. And even if you beat John Cena, if he's still around, he's going to kick your ass again three times in a row. So your win against him kind of was pointless, a la Kevin Owens or oh, Kevin yeah, Steen or the indie wrestling audience. Kevin Owens, the new face of IHOP. And William has no idea what we're discussing. No, I don't. But I am ready to talk about something I do know about discussing. 
So Will, so Will now knows what it feels like when he talks about that waifu contest, and me and Mark are just sitting on the phone call like, yeah, that's a thing that William talked about. <laughs> no, no fucking clue what it meant, but, you know, it sounds good. I'm pretty sure the audio for it's going to be perfectly fine. Someone in the audience is going to like it. I thought I was going to sit here and listen to uh, anti-beer propaganda from Will. <laughs> All right, then. Bear America. Please, my mother-in-law's a bear. <laughs> You're a hater. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you just said something derogatory right there and then. <laughs> it's not derogatory if it's true. Wait. Oh! Wait. Oh, these are horrible. <clears throat> All right, so that land is out. And since I only have the one Tango land anyway, I'm just going to hold on to it. I have a, I have a few other storage lands in here, so I can just use those. Let's see, how many basics do I have in this deck now that I think about it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, that's more than enough. I'm pretty sure I have at least two of these things before that Tango Land shows up. And if not, then oh well, it just shows up tapped. Who cares? Actually, with sixteen basics, I might just be able to replace this, uh, replace one of those basics with the storage, and not even have to have the stupid debate. Hi. So, Actually, now that I think about it, I'm going to replace that. I'm going to replace that storage with a plane. I'm taking one of these planes out. <laughs> it would have been a mountain, but you know, red man is hard to find. Okay, so we're all in agreement that we're going to be rotating through John's amazing list, right? I have to pull up John's amazing list. Where do I get John's amazing list? I'll click into the show notes. <laughs> okay, and click show notes. Come to me, amazing list of which John has produced. I added one in there. Suckiest Boros commander of the entire year. Ugh. It's, it's, it's a hard of the decision. Year, because eight fucking it, bears. Yeah. <laughs> I approve. It's, it's difficult to find who's the worst Boros commander because they're all kind of fighting for the bottom this year. It's like, no, I'm going to suck worse. Let's see. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, then. So, we'll just go down the list. Um, okay, so we're, okay, so we're going to go down the list, and then we're going to expand on each of these a little bit. Is that what? Yeah, may- and maybe we want to, like, team up with, like, some of the ones that look legit and then start getting into something more ridiculous, or do you want to go the other way? Um, yeah, let's start with some of the more legit ones, and then we can go into the silly ones. Most likely to okay. as commander seems like a good place to start. Okay. So, uh, best boring couple of 2015. <laughs> Softcore category, because notice how... how this has uh, got to be a hardcore category here somewhere. Where is it? Because now Kieran's shoulders are being massaged by Pia. <laughs> Such an intimate... <laughs> oh, man, that totally would have went to Annex and Samit last one last year. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can reference that. I mean, like two years ago, Anax and Siamid won this award. <laughs> I was going to, like, uh, one I wanted to add on there is most likely to be forgotten. Mm. And my nominee for it is Dwayne the Guiltleaf Johnson. <laughs> oh, you mean the other champion of the 2015 Hunger Games. That no one cares about and gets brainwashed by the Capitol or the PETA award. I never watched Red Hunger Games. Oh. I don't feel with- too bad, Clay. That's okay. I'm actually with you on this one. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I haven't read or watched anything Hunger Games. Oh, no. I've, 
I've read the first two books and I've watched the first couple of movies and I haven't watched the end of the last movie because I kind of want to read the first, the third book before I go that far. And I do have the third book. I do own it. Spoiler alert. Bruce Willis was dead all along. No! Like, like spoiler alert. I got pictures of Will's mom in the mail. Oh, damn. Like, damn. Isn't that just good news? I'm confused by this. Shh, 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 shh. You don't need to know all that. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Hernandez. It's good to see you again. See, this is what Calvin gets for subscribing to Bears Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, in, did, terms of, uh, in terms of legit categories, we have Best of 2015, Wars of 2015. What other legit categories did we have? Because that was actually the one that I was hoping you guys would have. I'm, I'm, I, still, I, still, I still say, like, most easily forgotten. There should be a category in there for which one of these legends is like, because in all honesty, I think that the five commanders from Origins that weren't Hicksus. Like, yeah, see, see. Anybody know off the top of their head what he even does? Yeah. No. I'll even help you. He's a white card. I remember what Hicksus does because I had him in my pre release. Uh, Okay. Uh, Now I see what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Like, because those five legendaries from Magic Origins that weren't the Planeswalker ones, I don't think I, it, it, I completely forgot that that was even a thing until I looked it up and I happened to come across one. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I remember that thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that thing. Like, what was it? Like a like a Hammerhead, Hixis, uh, Dwayne. In the demon, the only ones out that group that are kind of remember were Sandra's parents. I was like, I couldn't name them for you, but I just know they were like siege. siege I just remember them being siege game commander, and that's the only thing that kind of stuck in my head. The rest of them just kind of faded it off into the distance behind like Liliana and Kifion and Jace. Right. I kind of wish Munda would just fade off into the distance and get out of my brain. <laughs> but, uh, some, some some things stink a little bit too hard. Like you come across something that smells so bad that you just can't forget it. It's like your brain automatically goes to like, man, this is bad. Yeah, but at least it's not as bad as that time we did that. Oh yeah, that's right, Munda. <laughs> it would Munda be like one of like one you really wish you forgot about? Yeah, yeah. I I, I wish he was. Like I wish Munda was one of those commanders I could have just forgotten about. I would have gladly have let Munda been the red card from Origin and then had um, uh, Sandra's parents be the red-white card for battle. And I would have been so so happy with that swap. Munda would have totally disappeared in my head. Uh, where was it? Where was it? I just saw another card that I wanted to mention as well. No, not you. Oh, there we go. Uh, Noyan Dar. The, the, huh. the million dollar. I wanted to mention him as potentially like one of the breakout commanders. No, you know, Dar. Actually, yeah, I can. Actually, I would agree with that. Because out of this entire list, I mean, granted he's new, but I feel as though he's probably going to be considered one of the breakout commanders that wasn't in like a precon. Jessica. So, what are we defining as breakout? As in, just one of the more popular commanders? I would go with the concept of him being a breakout commander as most like like most likely out of this entire list, he's one of the few ones I actually expect will still be around for years to come. Mm. It's it's like, you know, he's got that it factor, you know? <laughs> 
and I'm not just saying. I mean, let, let's let's put it like this: the dragons from what was it, uh, uh, Fate Reforged? All five of them have that weird like. Whenever a dragon attacks, you get this effect. Yeah, I feel like this time next year, all of those abilities are just kind of merged together outside of maybe a Tarka. <laughs> the Tarka's you know? too good. Yeah, Tarka's just way too good. But then when you look at like I don't know, like even like this, even like Sidissi. Yeah, she's good, but in my mind, a year from now, two years from now, she's just going to be that zombie legend guy that goes into your basic zombie deck and is potentially the legend at the top of your zombie theme deck or whatever the case may be. Noyandar, I feel as though he's going to end up being the commander like three or four years from now that we'll still see play because of his weird interaction of whatever happens with the plus one counters and how he affects lands, that he's going to have like his own deck that's just going to evolve between now and basically until an event occurs where he ends up getting banned if it ever were to occur mm-hmm. i mean what he does is just so different compared to the other ones that we basically have i mean yeah there's good commanders and the precon commanders all have their own like individual flares as well well hold on calvin like, let's save stuff, but... let's save the bulk of this discussion for the actual segment for now let's <laughs> no, go I'm ahead just doing I, I was just doing this as just like an explanation for what I thought breakout meant. So this way, in case someone else has something on the list that they thought might actually be considered a breakout, they can go ahead and toss it in there. I mean, as their Liliana might get there because she's, what, a teenager in that first start? She might break out a lot. Yeah, she's going to be busting out all over the place. She's going straight whore in about, like, one, like all it takes is one death, and she's just going to go straight goth whore. All right, so we have best of, best and worst of 2015, most easily forgotten breakout commander. All right, where's that list? Of I would I would like it. Again? I would like at least one more legit category. Want me to post the list back in the chat again for you, Clay? Uh, I found it. We got breakout, most easily forgotten, most popular commander. Like, it doesn't have to be the best, but like the most that you've seen from this year. Most flavor. Oh, that would be a, that would be our Tarker. Oh, uh, okay. Really? Tarka's the most, I would say Tarka's probably the closest to be the most popular. Can you look at the list again? Not including the precon ones? Yeah, yeah like outside, Ta- like, I mean, the Tasker precon. Tasker is not a lot of play. Tasker does see a lot of play. I play Tasker. Yeah, not in like, it, multiplayer, it but I play Tasker. It's not going to be Alicia. It's not going to be Fenza or Alaham. Damn, sure ain't going to be Anya. Uh, Sandra, no. Tagatar, Daxus, he's a precon, so he's going to always kind of have his spot. Like I see, Dragon Lords, not really. Oh my God! All right, so full disclosure, I'm yeah. playing some Omnath on Moto, and right yeah, right now. Exactly at this precise moment. And somebody went, "Baldi and Dares, have I heard you on Commander Cast?" Question <laughs> mark. I'm not joking you. I'm not joking you. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Where, what's where is this from? This is on Moto. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am... Right now? This is... Right, right now. <laughs> at this exact moment, well, were you not paying attention? <laughs> I'm big caps right now. Oh, man, if I had Moto on like, my surface, I would go on there, find your game, spectate, and be like, hi, dude. <laughs> you can't. If you're, you're on. I don't have it downloaded on here, but it, uh, if I did. Hmm. So, Most so what category would Zergo Ball Striker actually fall into? Most expensive commander goes to Jace for its prodigy. For reasons not oh. related to commander at all. <laughs> okay. No, for a moment there, I thought you were going to say most expensive commander was Zergo Belt Ball Striker. I was like, how the hell is he the most expensive <laughs> commander? Literally the least expensive of them all. Like, who the hell wants this? 
I am the red player. I love playing red. I don't even want this. <laughs> I don't know. He's in tight Mallory. That was a cough well. Well, I'm not going to say excuse you for coughing. Excuse you for living. It's like someone starts coughing you're like, excuse you? Like, you dare come on my podcast and cough in the background? Like, excuse you? Excuse me? You know, for um, Scourge from from Existence, for it being a common, uh, Scour from Existence, for it being a common, strangely enough, I've only seen one out of, like, Seven or eight packs that I've opened from Battle from Zendikar. I mean, just because it's a common doesn't mean it's going to be in every pack. They have to distribute them. I'm not saying I'm, I'm expecting it to be in every pack, but I would expect I would have expected to at least hit like a second one by now. <laughs> All right then. So best, worst, most easily forgotten breakout commander, and fifth one is. Uh, where the hell is Zergo? <laughs> where the hell is Zergo? Where yes. in the world I, is Zergo? The false Hold on a second. Seeing as how we do have that little, like, time warp thing in between uh, Fate Reforged and Dragon, can we have a what the hell happened to this commander category? Yes. There we go. We'll go with that. Because I mean, we Anafenza had Zergo. Yeah, but the thing is, Anafenza died, but I would have no problem with Zergo if he had died. You don't go from, like, probably the, one of the biggest badass commanders from okay. last year into a guy who randomly just decided he wants to just ring bells all damn day. All right, let's take a look at this here. But see, now this guy's going to want be wondering why the hell you're playing a game when you're supposed to be recording a podcast. No, they're going to be like, this guy's epic because he's both playing Commander and talking about Commander. <laughs> but at he's, the same time. At the same, at the same uh, damn time. When in reality, uh, uh, all he's really doing is giving us a play-by-play commentary. <laughs> Next time on Play-by-Play Cast. <laughs> Well, I, I do have a promising hand. When Edge of Autumn that. going into Frontier Siege into Lightning Greaves, and I'm going to untap and place an Omnath. Bam! So with that, shout out to Aeronautic Mosquito and to what's this, uh, Scuzo? Scuzo, it looks like. Scuzo? Yeah, so this way. If you guys we have are listening. Scooge! If, if so this way we have like on air verification. Because one of you was listening. So, there. Yeah, it's true. He was playing this game. We just read your names. Thanks for listening. You're as awesome as we are, or as he is. For but not, but like not like Will. Will is just kind of like a weaker version of it. It's like if you had like hot sauce and stuff like that. We're all spicy. Will's like the ketchup. For reference, if you guys are listening to this, um, the chat says that you asked if you'd heard him on Commander Cast at nine fifteen. It is now nine twenty. Like th- this is immediate. He is actually playing while recording. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not getting any backlash for playing while we're recording. I mean, half the time I have Cockatrice open. Hell, if I was fast enough, okay. I'd be playing right now as well. Okay, I'm, I actually can't talk. I actually ha- ha- chat with other people while other people are talking. <laughs> like, I've, I've played Hearthstone while sitting here on Commander Cast once or twice. I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it. Like, apparently well, Commander Cast is just so secondary to our nature now that it's like, yeah, we can multitask. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah, I can do the dishes while I record a podcast. It's no big deal. Yeah, I can I do my taxes. I dinner while recording. Yeah, I can do my taxes while we record. Yeah, I can perform surgery while we record. It's no big thing. You uh, s- but you see, here's the funny part about it. Like we all end up doing that stuff, but most of the listeners don't even realize we're doing all that stuff until we actually say we're doing all that stuff. <laughs> 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 like if we all had just shut the hell up, they'd be like, "Oh man, they are so dedicated to like all the stuff they're providing us." Nope, it is like literally <laughs> background noise. <laughs> 
Is it because, like, you have legal obligations to just throw it into the dangly bits if it does not make the main show episode? <sighs> in, other, right. in other news, we actually could put the other ca- return characters into the what-the-hell-happened-to-this-commander category, like Drana and Ulamog. Hmm. Yeah, see? Because we have Drana, we have... Ulamog. Actually, no, now, that, now, now that we always mentioned it... Ahmed and Daxos, uh, too. Daxos, too. And no, just, uh, this, most know, of them died. A lot of commanders this year. Most of them just died. <laughs> Spoiler, they're dead. Spoilers, Spoilers they're, dead. they're all just fucking dead. <laughs> Daxos was a ghost the whole time. Mm. Or maybe he was never there to begin with. Zambies. Alright, let's go. <clears throat> Now that you think about it, I'm going through this list. While I'm going to mute, I'm going to count how many of these commanders are actually from the past. Like, like how many of them are actually? This is the first time this character has shown up. Hold on, Dad. I'll be doing. I'll be over here counting. Hold on. The question is, do you actually count the planeswalkers though? Because those are like no. guys. There you go. I'm talking about. No, I'm not counting the planeswalkers because the plane. These are what they were before they were planeswalkers. So it's like if I had to count them, then it'd be like weird. But I am counting the dragons and any other the any of the other commanders that have shown up previously. All right. Well, I'm going to get the segment started then. What was what was it? Um, blasphemous act. Yes. That's like ten mana, right? It's something like or nine. It's like nine mana, ten mana. I think eight, it is something it's like eight that. Eight in a red. Yeah, so it's nine mana. Like apparently, um, from listening to last week's episode of the stack. It is the most played card at that mana spot. Yeah, probably one yeah. of the only ones played. Not like they had like a list. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. Go back listen to it. Pretty much, they went to I think a deck rec and pulled up this list, and it had basically had the top ten cards played at each com- um, birded mana cost from zero up to like thirteen or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not 13. I'm pretty sure it went up to just 10 or something because, you know, 13 is like, what What the hell isn't 13? Like, Ulamog? That's about it, probably. But Yeah, something like that. At, but at 9, uh, Blasphemous Act came in at the number one spot of the card in, most, in the most decks on that website from all the data that was pulled Jeez. that was played at that spot. I'm sorry, which one? Blasphemous Act. Huh. And that when you think sense. about it, it makes sense because, while granted, it is 9 mana, Chances are you're really only ever going to cast it for less than that. Yeah, like, I've almost always cast it for one, maybe yeah. two to three. Right. At the most, it's like you might be casting it for, like, four. You know, but that's like, you know, if there's, like, really, really something on the board that just needs to, like, go away right now. But, right. yeah, that's, like, one of the cards on that list. It just got stuck in my head, and I was like, you know what, yeah, I'm mentioning it here. So this way, listeners, if you happen to be hearing us and you haven't heard that, Go back and listen to that. All right, then. I stayed up all night editing that show so you could have it. Damn it. Go listen to it. <laughs> so, See, the way I avoid spoilers here on Commander Cast is I don't edit the shows or post them anywhere online until the night before. Like, they go online like an hour before the actual time that they actually air on the site. You could <laughs> just schedule them. Yeah, but yeah. if I scheduled them, and let's put it like this. On archive.org, because that's where I post up the videos and the the audio feeds that I have, if someone follows me on archive.org, any, at the moment I post it there, if you followed me there, you can just listen to the show. They you don't even have follow. to come to the site. You can go straight to there. They can follow archive.org? 
Yeah. There have been times where I would put a uh episode up and it'd be scheduled to go up in like three days or whatever and I'd come back and it's already got like seven um views or twelve downloads. <laughs> like there'd be like a few people who literally went straight to archive.org, found me, saw the latest episode of whatever, and downloaded it like three days in advance. And we don't let people know this in the dangly bits. Right, so that's why I don't post anything into archive.org until like an hour before the show is supposed to go up. That's why I edit the show on Sunday, so this way I can make sure that it doesn't go up until late, late, late Sunday night, and then it appears on the site, ass crack in the morning on Monday. You have like a 30-minute window to get that before everyone else does. See, that's how I avoid spoilers. Everyone give, everyone give Calvin the slow clap. He's earned it. Well, well played. And, well played. And now, for something different. Ukulele by Clay, the Commander Panda. Put it up I was on playing there. ukulele the whole time. Yeah, hit that yeah. ukulele. It's been requested, damn it. Could, could, it. You guys, could you guys hear it the whole time during the background of that last awards segment? Nope. I did. I've heard it faintly in the background. I did, but still. More. Give it to us. M-O-A-R. More... More ukulele. This is probably the most moving, soothing part of the entire episode. Yeah, but so far away from the mic, I can't hear it. Yeah, but that's what's so soothing about it. Mm. It's like you have to get up close and personal to Commander Cast to enjoy the sultry tones of the ukulele. Yeah, I think I think you gotta go Barry White Calvin and like just lay some sultry lines down while ukulele is going on in the background. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh. uh Old school, like, teacher. Like, hold on. You know what? Go ahead. Keep playing. Go ahead. Play. Okay. Play. You playing. Go, go, go. Like, okay, everybody. Now I'm back. That was a roundabout discussion that we came across. William pretty much manipulated us into talking about something that we didn't realize. Shut up, Navi. You're not even in this conversation. So, yeah, William basically manipulated us and got us to talking about some type of content that we had no intentions on talking about because he's a slick mastermind of a bastard. So, here is the point where I'm going to give you our contact information, and you can just go right ahead and contact us if you want in the next year. Our contact information is simple. You can head over to Twitter, hit us up at CommanderCast, or you can hit, up, hit us up with an email in Gmail at CommanderCast at gmail.com. Or, you can go over to CommanderCast Facebook page, where you can find myself and William and Waffle Cone over there commenting, putting up polls. And hey, if you haven't had a chance to do so, go hit up our Reddit page and see if you can... Get involved in our Commander Cast poll and vote on the cards that we talked about two weeks ago on episode 29. That poll is still going, and by the time you hear this, it'll be up there. So go ahead, place your votes for the cards that you want, and we'll be discussing them when we come back. And if you want, and you really want to give us a tip, and just a tip, go right over to Patreon and look for Commander Cast, and you will find Commander Cast Prime over there, and you can go right ahead and slip us a tip. And if a little extra happens to go in, we're not going to complain. And until then, I will see you next year.